Thanks for joining us for this fifth edition of the Great Expectations podcast. My name is Mr. Cavey, and we're coming to you from Surrey, BC, Canada. You're about to hear from actual eighth grade students as they discuss their reading. Our learning target says, I can think creatively, critically, and reflectively to explore ideas within, between, and beyond texts. Stay tuned for some great book reviews. Sarah. Today I read Mondays Not Coming, written by Tiffany D. Jackson. I read 42 pages and I just started the book today. I would rate this book a 4.5 out of 5. It really interests me and it has a really creative plot. The name of the protagonist in this book is Claudia and she's a high school student. In today's reading, Claudia was really excited to go to school and see her best friend, Monday. She goes to school and Monday's not there. Monday usually never skips school because she really loves school. Claudia goes home and tells her parents, but no one seems to remember the last time they saw Monday Charles. One connection I can make with this book is when my friends don't come to school and no one knows where they are. I notice that the book has a lot of literary devices. I think the book is either going to have a cheesy ending or they're never going to find her. Or at least find her dead. I thought they uh, wouldn't find any of their siblings, but they introduce the siblings in the story. I predict that someone kidnapped Monday. I felt bad for Monday because whatever happens to her can't be good. Hello, this is Megan, and today I will be reviewing a book called Crazy Dangerous, written by Andrew Clavin. Today, I've read approximately 62 pages, and I've been reading this book for about two months. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I will rate this book out of five because it is one of the best books I've ever read, and there is such a plot twist. The name of the protagonist in this book is Sam Hopkins. He is a trusting, heroic person who is on the run from the cops constantly. In today's reading, Sam and Jennifer broke out of the mental hospital. Sam went to Jennifer's house and found Mark's bombing plans, and Sam stole a car and is heading to the stadium. One connection I can make with this book is having suspicions about other people and your friends. Um, make a connection with this book. How is this book like any other book you've read? Um, I said that it's unlike any book I've ever read, and it's really unique, and that's why I like it. When I think about this book, I think about all the terrorists in the world. I think about how a lot of youths are on the run from the cops. Oh. Uh, not right now. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm just going to keep going because I don't want to record again. Um, I feel like if I was in the situation, I wouldn't know what to do. I think that Sam will save everyone from the at- Mark's terrorist attack, and I think that cops are in on the attack. So that is my independent reading reflection on Crazy Dangerous. Thank you for listening. <laughs> My name, hello, my name is Jeremiah. Today I read Stormbreaker, written by Anthony Horwitz. Horwitz. I read approximately 25 pages today, and I read this book for about two weeks. I read this book of five because it was really well put together, and this chapter was very interesting to read. 
The name of the protagonist is Alex Reiner. <clears throat> He's a highly trained secret agent slash spy. In today's reading, because of his uncle died of his car accident, Alex couldn't pay any attention the next day at school. <clears throat> he zoned out of all subjects, and it was, he wasn't just normal Alex. He couldn't get the topic of the seatbelts out of his head from the first chapter, <clears throat> and he wanted to go find the, what the real problem was about the car. So I went to the office to find the car in the auto dump for cars, and he found where the car went to. Well, he went he went to where it was, and when he was surprised to find the BMW, when he did, he heard voices. So he quickly went and hid into the BMW. While he was in the BMW, his the car started to get lift, and it was getting lifted into the compactor. One connection I can make with this book is that we, my family used to have a BMW, but now we don't use, use it anymore. When I think about this book, I feel bad for Alex because of his uncle. I hope that he will have peace in his body because of the incident. I hope that he doesn't get his home taken away from him. I feel really enthusiastic while reading this chapter, and I hope that there will be more characters introduced in the next chapter. Thank you. Hello, my name is Sam. Today I read The Wanderer, written by Sharon Creech. I read approximately 43 pages, and I've been reading this book for approximately one week. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book as a two, because so far it has been very boring, and I'm already almost halfway through the book, so it's unlikely it will get better. Um, the name of the protagonist is Sophie. She is dreamy, adventurous, and an orphan. In today's reading, the Wanderer's crew, the Wanderer's the ship that they're sailing on, left Grant Mana Island, where they'd been staying for a while to finish preparations on the ship. When they set off after a little bit, everyone started to get under each other's nerves and started fighting with each other. One connection I can make to this book is my life because my sister's name is Sophie. One more connection to this book is I made to a series, Young Samurai, where they start the book. They're sailing on a boat across the world, the same what they're, they're doing. When I think about this book, I feel uh, sort of the same as one of the, what? I feel sort of the same as one of the chose one of the people on the boat, Cody, and they were feeling like it was much easier to get along with Sophie than his other cousin. I sort of feel the same way in my own family. It is easier to get along with my sister Sophie than my brother Ben. I feel sort of weird because this seems like there's something different and bigger going on on the boat. It's hard to explain, but it's like the author's hinting that Sophie's delusional or something like that. It's hard to explain. You need to read the book to understand. Ooh, what's happening to my computer? What the crap? Oh my. What is happening here?
Hi, my name is Ashley, and today I read the book Faceless, written by Alyssa Shenmel. I read approximately thirty-seven pages, and I've only started this book today, so I've been reading this book for about forty minutes. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book at a three because the plot itself is really interesting. But at the part I'm at right now, she's only at the hospital, and I think this is kind of boring. I would still give it a three because there was a really interesting part that I really enjoyed. The name of the protagonist in this book is Maisie Winters. She is a girl who just got into a huge accident that burned off most of her face. She really loves her boyfriend and is now worried what to tell her boyfriend after her face is pretty much gone. In today's reading, Maisie is introduced, and she runs out to an exercise. She is thinking about her boyfriend when she sees lightning outside and trees burning because of the lightning. Before she gets home, she burns in an electrical fire so hot that she gets many major injuries. When in the hospital, she realizes that her face is pretty much burned off, and that she is missing many of the features on her face. In the morning, a bright girl named Marnie comes and helps Maisie with some treatment and therapy. One connection I can make with this book is Maisie's face difference that she may be feeling that now that she's different from other people. I remember watching this fiction film that was about this girl that got a huge scar when she was younger, because her older sex- sister spilled hot water on her when she was a baby. This reminds me of the book I read today, because they both had some big injury that set them apart from other people. But I think the film is kind of different because in her case, she still had some of her facial features. Well, all of her facial features. When I think about this book, I wonder how painful it would be for Maisie to have her face burned off. I feel really bad that she has to go through that much on top of everything, and that she would not have a face due to the major injuries. I think in the next chapters, Maisie and her boyfriend will talk things out together about her injury, and that she would get surgery for her facial features and get some plastic surgery to get new ones. Thank you. My name is Darren. Today, I read *The Hunger Games*, written by Susan Collins. I read approximately 300 pages. I've been reading this book for about three days. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book out of four because I have not yet finished the book. I cannot give it a five. The name of the protagonist in this book, Cadmus, is a strong-willed girl who is willing to, against the Hunger Games, but must kill for her own survival. No, I don't there is some people reading. I don't know. In today's reading, Canis forms an alliance with Pete. As new rules states that people from the same district may both win. <coughs> In order to get supplies, Canis and Pete form a relationship as star-crossed lovers. Canis is Thresh. Canis. Canis is uh, spared by Thresh after he finds out that Canis helped Rue. The one connection I can make with this book is that it reminds me of the Battle Royale, such as PUBG and Fortnite. This book reminds me of the anime Tokyo Ghoul as a stage in a world where there is a species known as ghouls that can only eat humans and must do so to survive. When I think about this book, I think that Katniss will go on hunting on the next day. I think that Pete will be a good cook. I think something that will happen to Katniss so that Pete will need to prove his worth. I feel the author is too soft on the subject and should make Pete and Katniss kill each other. I think that Foxface will be the one to make it into the finals with Pete and Katniss. I think that this, all the antagonists could be quite interesting for the author to write about finding with Candace. Thresh. Thresh owing.
Cash, Kato Revenge, and Foxface is a worthy adversary. Hello, my name is Leo, and today I'm, I read Mind Wars. Written by Andrew Clubin. I've read approximately 25 pages, and I've been reading this book for about two weeks. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book at five because it's a very good book, full of action and interesting plot. The name of the protagonist in this book is Rickdahl. He is a former football player who has lost his legs in an accident. In today's reading, Rick escapes the realm uh, and makes his and his mind does not disintegrate, but he has to leave Mariel behind as there's no time enough to save her. And uh, after he comes back, he is hospitalized for about a month, where, and then, but afterwards he recovers and he goes with his family to see his father, the Traveler, again. One connection I can make with this book is with um, Tomb Quest, as both, in both, both books, there's, uh, the characters have to make very hard decisions and are often tested a lot, but in the end, there's still a good result. When I think of this book, I think how hard Rick's life is and the dangers of going into this realm. And that the trap the traveler is also very brave to and he has a very good morals as he is willing to even uh, ab abandon his family to save them. I and I know that I also know that Rick is Rick uh, Rick is very lucky to have escaped the realm without without being without being singed at all and he is very lucky to have his mind still intact. Hello, my name is Leonardo. Today I read Scorpio Rising, written by Anthony Horace Witts. I read approximately 15 pages. I've been reading this book for about one day. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book a three, because the narrative hook and the descriptive use of words really hooked me, and the intro was entertaining, and I love the part where they left off with the mystery for the first chapter. The name of the protagonist in this book is Alex Ryder. He is a spy that works for the MI6 and replaces uncle after dying in a mission. And as well as his parents were killed in an accident and he is a normal schoolboy that is very smart and curious. In today's reading, three unique events that occurred in the story were that Alex Ryder thought he, he had got rid of Scorpia and had left her for dead after what had occurred before. But she was surprised she is still alive and looking for revenge. The second unique event is that Alex got awarded for his bravery in saving his country from Scorpia and her intent to eliminate half of the population. The last unique event is that Alex once again has returned to his average and boring life of school and trying to catch up with his what with what he missed. One connection I can make with this book is that um is that from another from another movie I just recently watched with my family members. Um, which is called The Man of Uncle, um, that talks about spies and secret agents. Um, how is this book like any other book you've read or movie you've seen? <laughs> this book reminds me of the title that is about spies and agents back then in the Second World War, when Hitler ruled over Germany. When I think of this book, I think of fighting and multiple fights. <laughs> I think of multiple shots fired and undercover agents trying. <laughs>
go, go, go. <laughs> I think of fighting in multiple headshots, <laughs> fire, and other cover agents trying to make the world a better place and doing the impossible to save their country from doom. Where do you predict the story will go from here? I think that from here on out, Alex will go ahead and catch up with his school friends <laughs> and his life and to run into some trolls. <laughs> He'll find himself once again with the MI6 recruited him or recruit him again. And this time it's going to be more dangerous and scary mission than before. today and in total 114. I've been reading this book for about two months um, but with Christmas break in between this will be about my sixth time reading it. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome I give this book a four because it continues to do surprising things and is a visual is and, and is a very individual type story. Um, not many things I've seen or thought of it from other books. The name of the protagonist in this book is Thomas. He's a 16-year-old boy who wants to be a runner as, like, his job. He's one of the newest people to become a glader, which is what the people in the society he's in are called. He is the second last to ever be sent from the metal box. In today's reading, um, Ben, who was introduced in my last um, reading, who tried to kill Thomas, he was put into the maze to die at the beginning of my reading, and... Then Thomas tried a new job, being a gardener is his second job that he has tried because he's new, so he has to find his way that he uh, fits into society. Uh, the third thing, which is the highlight of the reading, was Albie and Mino, which are two leaders of the society. They were supposed to come back at noon of that day, but it was evening and the walls were going to close any minute and they still hadn't come back. Then as the walls were closing, um, they were seen at the edge, like, just around the corner in the maze and they ended up getting stuck behind the wall and at the last second Thomas who is near the wall went behind the wall as well. One connection I can make with this book to a movie is uh, this book to the Hunger Games because in the Hunger Games Katniss sacrifices herself to get some healing thing for PETA but almost dies and in this book um, Thomas sacrifices himself for Mino and Albie. Uh, when, so five um, things that like I you know, like how I feel about these events, what I predict the story will go is I think that Thomas will become a runner and I think that during his time in the maze, they, um, the two leaders will see that. I think that Thomas will help them stay alive and that they will make it out of the maze in the morning. I think that they will survive and will explore the maze and will help them figure out a way to get out. I think that they will meet a griever at some point during the night that they will figure out something to survive from it, like that it can only hear and can't see or that it can't climb a walls or something like that to help them in the future. I think that the girl will wake up and that she will have memories unlike everyone else who forgot all their memories because they said that she mutters things in her sleep so maybe when she wakes up she can piece all the things that everyone is thinking together and will help them all survive and get out of the maze. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been Rochelle reading The Maze Run by James Dashman. Hello, my name is Zach, and welcome back to another edition of The Great Expectations. Um, today I read more of The Scorch Trials, written by James Dashner. I read approximately about 20 pages today, because for the first bit I couldn't find my book. And I've been reading this book for about a month or so now. Um... 
I rate this book out of five at a four point five because um, the plot seems to be getting better and better every chapter, and they keep adding things, and it keeps me interested in the book, which is really hard to do sometimes because a lot of the time I quit the book because I lose interest in it. Um, the name of the protagonist book is Thomas, and he's a smart, fast-thinking runner who wants the best for his group. He wants to find out more about Teresa, but is having problems. He is set to be killed, and he can communicate telepathically along with some other people. In today's reading, they continue to walk through the desert. Two people uh, were mysterious, who were mysterious approached him and asked if they were cranks and asked if they had a disease called the flare. And after talking a little bit, they ran off. And also, they found a horrible screaming. They went to it, and Thomas actually found Teresa, but she told them to run as fast as they can away from her because of some reason they don't know, which is really hard for Thomas. Um, one connection I could make with this book is, like, the first book, because this is the second one, because uh, it continues off the story and adds on more to it. Um, now some I statements. I feel like I'd already be dead from the heat because I don't really like the heat that much. I like it being colder. Um, I'd feel really scared if I was in that situation and two random masked people approached me and didn't really say much about anything and just started questioning me. And I also feel like I would have gone crazy and had a headache just like Thomas if I had felt that loud screaming for so long. And I don't like how they were hinting at Teresa for so long. And now it, this, I thought they were, she would finally join them. But then they just made Thomas run from her. Uh, thank you. And uh, yeah. Hello, my name is Gabe. Today I read H2O by Virginia Bergens. I read approximately 40 pages. And I've been reading this book for about four weeks. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book at four because of the same reason being that some parts are too descriptive. The name of the protagonist in this book is Ruby, and she is a girl that went to that went to school like everyone else and was an average teenager before this started happening. <clears throat> in today's reading, she is consistently trying to figure out where she is and can't really focus because of all the things affecting her, like the fact that she is dehydrated and hungry. She's also trying to make out the bodies that are all over the ground because there are so many and they are all bloody and you can't make out any of them. Um, so a connection that I can make with this book is that it is like the end of the world kind of books. And um, this book is like the series on Netflix H2O, but I think that it's the same but with a plot twist since some of the things in this book can't really be turned into a movie. Um, so, is it like anything else I've ever seen? Yes, because I like to watch and read sci-fi books a lot. When I think about this book, I think about how this will never happen because I know that, like, there's zero, almost zero chance of a meteor coming to the Earth right now. And I think that from here, she will soon find out what is actually wrong with the world and if humans actually caused it. I also think that she is going to find out more of her friends dead She's going to find more of her friends dead and maybe some alive. I also think that she might find some important people with her dad so that they can find out how humanity can start back up since 99.3% of the earth was wiped out. And yeah, thanks for listening to my book review. Hello, my name is number 22, or in other words, B.A.T, 
and today I read The Corruptible, and it's been written by Mark Mainhair. I read approximately 30 pages, and I've been reading about this book for around 5 weeks. If one is terrible and 5 is incredibly awesome, I would just rate this as of right now, bit up by 4.5, because it's getting way better than expected. We're going in a good pace, and we learn more about the supporting character more, and of the original antagonist past. So, the protagonist of the book is Ray Quinn. He is a private investigator for quite a while, and is also a teacher or guide for a supporting character, Crevice. With that, he is apparently diagnosed with PTSD, and apparently lost his wife a year ago from the book. With that, he is... With that, as of the story, we know that he suffers from a bib drinking, and that he has a part of being a detective. He also gets every so now in the book. He also gets frequently a bit of stress and anxiety. In today's reading, we know that Ray Queen comes back to a man who is apparently masked and is also called Dr. Pujaski. A little bit inside, note or a bit of a fact, he is Polish. With that, Pujaski gives us a plot twist, plot twist, sorry about that, saying that Nikki Bray, the person who confessed the murder, might not have been the murder at all. Secondly, we meet one of Logan's old friends, who, might, who was betrayed in the past. With that, we know nothing much, but he was one of the arrested people during Logan's undercover schemes. Finally, we learn something about Kravis's family. Apparently, his dad in the book is mad against Kravis, his mother, and apparently we get Hachimo in the book against father and son. One connection I can make with this book is if we survive. Back at it again, but during a certain scene, we know that Kravis and the protagonist and if we survive, have both the same issue with their parents. What we could tell is that Crevice has to deal with their parents fighting all the time. When I think about this book, I think so far this book has reached a conflict, where really, as while reading this book, we're not even one-third done. I like that in the book there was a big part of Christianity, as we know that the protagonist was thinking of calling someone about talking about God. I hate, though, how this book, we haven't seen many characters coming back, such as... Pam and Oscar, who are kind of important. I believe that the first 100 pages is really comfortable right now, and the book is getting better. I thought that this book is past my expectation. It's easily one of my favorite books already. And that is my audio script for this grade 8 expectations. Um, hello, I am student number 23. Today I read Insurgent, written by Veronica Rath. I read approximately 65 pages, and I've been reading this book for about 20 minutes. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I will rate this book at a four, because although I read this book before, it is still refreshing to read again, and I really like the plot and character developments. Um, the name of the protagonist in this book is Tris, or Beatrice. She is originally from the Abnegation faction, but on the day where they choose different factions according to their test results, she got Erudite, Abnegation, and Dauntless, which means she is a divergent because she got three different results. This was one of the first times this has ever happened in the history of the test. Um, and usually, if there was a divergent, they would get two different faction results instead and not three. 
In today's reading, this is the second book in the Diversion series, so some of the events might be a bit confusing if you don't know the first book. Um, Tris and the rest of her bo- a group arrive at the Amity faction and is living there. Johanna, the leader or representative, because the Amity faction don't really have a leader because they believe in equality, and Marcus, the leader of the Abnegation faction, are talking and Tris decides to follow them. She overhears their conversation and learns that the Erudite faction is after information that only the Abnegation has. Now backtracking a little bit, the Erudite faction um, is sort of attacking a bunch of other factions and the Amity faction is sort of like a safe house because they believe in um, no zero conflict. Um, so anyways, furthermore, Tris learns that her parents had died trying to protect this information. Tris also has drama because trauma because she killed Will and this event happened in the first book. Currently, um, like what is currently happening right now is that Tris got into a fight with Peter who tried to take her hard drive containing important information. This broke the Amity protocol they had to abide by, so they gave her a drug to make her happier and accidentally overdosing her. One connection I can make with this book is the book 4, which is another book by Veronica Roth. It is not part of the Divergent Trio, but it is still connected to the story. It was telling parts of the events from the Divergent Trio from Tobias or Four's perspective. This shows the events in a new light and gave them more depth and meaning to it. When I think about this book, I feel anxious for Tris. Although I know what happens to her in the end, I still feel anxious because I know her life is at risk and she can die at any moment. Uh, I also don't recall exactly what happened in between the events, so I am curious to see the minor events in between. I feel like this book series is definitely worth reading and I would finish this book and perhaps even read it again. I only add this part to my reflection because I don't finish all the books I read if I think they are not worthwhile and it it is even less likely for me to choose a book to read again because I don't like knowing what events are going to happen. Thank you for listening.
Uh, hello, my name is Damien, and today I read Kingdom's Hope, written by Jack Frost. I read approximately 15 pages. I've been reading this book for two weeks. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I'll read this book out of two. It was not my type, and it was about nights, which I don't really read about, and I never watched a movie about them. So, yeah. The name of the protagonist in this book is Jim. He slash she is a knight of England. In today's reading, I read about Jim's childhood, which he lives and lives, which he lived and lives in England in the current year of 1000. And his arch enemy is Kohler, which is a knight that lives in France and he's a dark knight, and Jim's a white knight. One connection I can make of this book is that my grandma's from Germany and England is in Europe, so they're both in Europe. Um, how is this book like any other book you've read or seen? It is not like any other book I've seen, actually. When I think about this book, I think about knights, and I think about, like, it's about Lego for some reason. You know, I don't play Lego. Um, how do you feel about these events? Right, at least five complete sentences using it. I think the story will end up in a big fight with shooting college allies, and I think that the Dark Knight is going to win. I felt like this book was good. It was going to be good, but it's really bad. I think Jim will lose in the big fight if they have one. I felt like this book was action, but it's more drama, but there's still some action. Well, I think at least because I haven't finished the book. Alright, thanks. Bye. Hello, my name is Nolan. Today I read The Red Pyramid, written by Rick Ryden. I read approximately 28 pages, and I've been reading this book for about nine weeks, but I've only been reading it for one day a week, and I skipped two weeks. If one is Tailbone and Five is incredibly awesome, I'd rate this book at four, because there's a fair amount of action in this book, and it's beginning to make sense, and the plot keeps me guessing. The name of the protagonists in this book are Carter and Sadie Kane. They are siblings and children of powerful magicians. Carter is a boy in his teens with dark skin, whereas Sadie is a girl in her early teens with highlighted red hair and light skin. In today's reading, Carter and Sadie Kane met Chief Lecter and explained to him their story. Dejardins thought they lied to him and then they tried to, and then tried to kill them both. Chief Lecter keeps them alive, however, but they will have to take on a test. What is the test? I don't know yet. Then during the night, Sadie went and saw how Set took over Osiris as king. Chief Lecter took her out right before she was going to die and get stuck in the past forever and explained to her how the gods keep doing the same thing over and over again. 
One connection I can make this with this book is with another book, Percy Jackson. I connect this book to this one because they are both about ancient mythologies and gods, and they have similar writing styles because they are written by the same author. When I think about this book, I think about other books written by the same author. I think that they have to get trained by Zia before they go out and try to fight Set and get their dad and uncle back. I think they have to go past. They will pass their test, but they will face a lot of challenges on the along the way. I think they will sneak out of the first room and try to destroy Set. I feel that Zia reluctantly will come along with them, and they will destroy Set in the end and get their uncle and dad back. So that was my reflection on the Red Pyramid. So I'm doing my recording on my reading today, and here we go. Hello, my name is Evan, and today I read Restart by Gordon Corman. I read 1 to 11 pages. I've been reading this book for about one day. If this is ter- one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I'd rate this book at four because I think the plot of the story is really interesting and hooks my attention to keep on reading this book, making me want to keep on seeing what happens. The name of the protagonist is Mom. She is really caring about Chase, very protective of Chase's life. For example, one person rubbed his knuckles on Chase's head and said, and she said, don't do that. He has a concussion, Want, and she wants to make sure that Chase remembers Steph. In today's reading, Chase hits his head really bad. Three, these are three unique events. Chase hits his head really badly. Chase can't remember a thing, and Chase ends up at the hospital. One connection I can make with this movie book is the movie Men in Black. This book is like Men in Black because Will Smith, also known as Agent J, shows the person a flashing thing and as soon as she, as he flashes it, they forget everything except that, everything but except that thing that Agent J tells the people. And that's the only thing they remember. When I think about this book, I can predict that there will be a cure for Chase and he will be back to normal. I feel like I was, if I was in a position like Chase, I would definitely not be, I would definitely be really sad because people would start treating me different and act different towards me. I felt like if I were rubbed down the head after a concussion, that wouldn't feel great to me. I thought that they should have a bigger celebration so that they, they, the author could be more descriptive with his slash her words. I was wondering how Chase hit his head in the first place. And that, my friends, is the end of my reading response. You just heard from 17 eighth graders about the books they're reading this week and the connections they are making. I'd like to say we're getting better at this recording business. And again, this week we were missing some scorekeepers and a few to illness. So we're we're trying here. But anyway, I hope you did enjoy the reviews that you heard in this week's show. If you enjoyed the episode, please let me know at Mr. KB on Twitter. 
Thank you so much for listening and supporting our eighth graders as they continue to explore the wonderful world of books. Thank you so much. And again, we'd love to hear from you if you are doing something similar in your class or your practice. We would love to hear about it. So for this week, that's it from Mr. Kavey and this eighth grade class. Take care and keep on reading.